to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and our newly minted YouTube channel. That's to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm getting to that. Please remember to like and subscribe. And as always, a five-star rating is appreciated. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy package. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And we're going to have fun today. I No doubt, I, I told Ed yesterday, I told uh, one of our two special guests yesterday, I said, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one because literally this is a show I could do sitting on my head underwater my love of this character and this franchise is but so you high. Want to Prove do that. that. <laughs> Would you do it? Would you do it? Do Would it. You? Would you? <laughs> There's a bucket over there. We fill it with water. Let's do it. Let's do it. Prove it. No I want to see it. Money where your mouth is. For this. Go on YouTube right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, this episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, we'll be covering the return of one of science fiction's most beloved characters, Anna Marie. <laughs> you're saying what we're, we're going into some sort of meta territory here where she, Anna has actually been a fictional character this whole time this is an alternate reality well we're, bla- we're breaking the fourth wall all kinds of stuff and it's calling there. in from the delta quadrant you there know? you go exactly uh, it's been a long road wow. had to be done I will punch you <laughs> it has no been, no we're not talking about any of those other Star Trek things we're talking about the return of Star Trek the Next Generation Zone, Jean-Luc Picard, formerly captain, now admiral in Star Trek. Well, not Picard. really anything. Right? Let me tell he's, you about my school. Retired. Retired. So he's not anything. Right, anything. Yeah. Okay. So just a grumpy old man. I'm just saying. He's, <laughs> now he's not anything. He's, he's telling people to get off his stand. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, our uh-huh. This episode is going to be a spoiler discussion of the first five episodes of Star Trek Picard, which uh, is on CBS's All Access. I am joined as always. Quiet! (laughs) I am joined here by the aforementioned buccaneer, Edward Ng. Jolan True. Jolan True. (laughs) That is correct, Ensign. Do your job right now. (laughs) Ed is wearing red for command because he's that lame. He 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 wants a, he wants a retort, but he's like, uh, the truth that hurts might sometimes. be true. But uh, <laughs> I think we're out, we can all acknowledge in here that we're all kind of lame. We're all kind of lame. Uh, exactly. May I ask you a question. Yes. Am I lame? Is he lame? Is he? Are Is you? Because he? he's only you? fulfilled two of your criteria. So if he fulfills the third one, I don't know what he is. Do you? Do you? Do you? Uh, as always, we're joined by Jonathan Vergara, the engineer with the mostiest here. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We need more power. Yay! <laughs> oh, Jonathan! Crystals. <laughs> Jesus we gotta go to warp speed. And uh, uh, joining us in studio is uh, our good, my good friend, uh, Jeremy Martin, who 
has formerly known as the king of Star Wars. I wasn't going to bring that up, but okay. <laughs> now, look, you know, Star Wars is going to come into the discussion somewhere. Oh. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep the comments about stupidity and negative thoughts <laughs> now, of course. away, but it's going to come up. Now, of course, uh, Jeremy is not just a Star Wars guy. We spent many an hour. Yeah, I'm a sci-fi nerd. So, uh, but but you know, next, we are next gen was our shit growing up. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we were growing up. I mean, I, I watched them all. I, I will I freely admit I'm not as huge of a nerd for it as you are. Okay. So, but I mean, I... I don't know, man. You can carry on the conversation. Oh, I can carry on the conversation, <laughs> but I can't tell you, like, exact episodes and, and, and all that stuff. Okay. I, I, I'm... I'm not at that level of, I can't, of the fandom on it. I can't name the episodes. I know all the events. I, but I, I'm not always like, it's yeah. this episode. Yeah. And, Jonathan's over there telling you to hurry yes, up. Okay. So you and, better, before, before, <laughs> before Commander over there. <laughs> yes. Commander Hardass here. And speaking of communications, we are communicating to our lovely international correspondent, Anna Stanimir Grimaud, who, as always, is kind enough to join us from uh, the Venice of the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, again. nice. Anissi France. Bonjour! Bonjour! Live long and prosper. That's it. Prosperous, you got it wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Um, uh, so that's what we're going to be covering for the most of this episode, is uh, talking about uh, first of... Sort of our impressions and thoughts on Captain Jean-Luc Picard as a, as I said, a widely beloved pop culture creation from science fiction. And then talking about the five episodes that we have gotten of the CBS All Access uh, show Star Trek Picard. So uh, I will go around the room here a bit. I'll start with Anna, since her time is always at a premium. <laughs> uh, Anna, you, uh, you're a Star Trek fan. And I, I have to assume that you are a Picard. You're such a Picard fan. You went and you are living in the uh, Picard motherland of France. That's and how big I, of a fan you let are. Let me just clarify. It's, so it's so here's a cute little, you know, interest point, interesting point for you guys. Picard actually is a huge frozen food manufacturer in France. <laughs> so when you... Okay. <laughs> so when people so when said Picard... Wine, like wow. the French are just going through the roof going, what? Frozen <laughs> wine? And after 20, 30 years, they did thaw them out. <laughs> <laughs> now, now uh, over there, um, it's sh is it showing on uh, other streaming services? I would I couldn't tell you because I don't have television. Uh, okay. So I have Netflix, and I and I watch a lot of stuff on replay on on uh, the computer. Mm. But we don't have an actual television. How's that for? Okay. <laughs> Good for you, Jack. Revolutionary. <laughs> I'd love television personally. <laughs> now, Anna. So um, you're a, you're a fan of Next Gen, and you're a fan of Picard. I'd like to get uh, pick your mind, as I'm going to pick everyone's mind here. Uh, what is it about C Picard that you find compelling? And if you could maybe wrap that around an example from the show, like where he was this ideal for you or he or that's you nailed it it's like that's why i love this character all right so there's that moment so everybody well for i hope everybody knows that picard uh gets to be assimilated by the borg for a while and then he comes back mm -hmm. and it's he has this whole struggle with his humanity and then you kind of see that moment from the series transported into the film the next gener um uh, the first contact where he's trying to get revenge on the Borg for what they did to him. And then you have that same moment transported in the series of Picard, 
where he meets Seven of Nine, which is the last episode, actually, and they talk about humanity. And I think that of all of the Picard, um, of all of the Star Trek captains, I think Picard is the one who I think fights the most, the best, valiantly. I, I mean, I just, you know, insert any positive adjective there for humanity. Um, and, and I love that about him. And I love the fact that um, what he brings to the show is actually this, this sort of hope and, and pride and just intense love of, of what human beings are capable of and what they do and what they can do and what they shouldn't do. And just, he's my hero. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly well said. Uh, other guest, uh, Jeremy Martin. As I said, we, uh, we grew up during the period of TNG. <laughs> And uh, if you wanted to watch Trek for a long before DS9 came along, TNG was it. Yeah, that was all. That was all that you had in, in store. And a huge part of making TNG was Patrick Stewart's as Picard. Now, it, it, your, take on, your take on the good uh, captain of the Enterprise-D. What I always liked was the fact that he was fallible. And it was how his reactions to... There the, are four lights! <laughs> yeah, and it, his reactions to those, to those shortcomings is... What what I enjoyed most of the character, he, they did do a lot of moments like that where you always knew there was, yes, he was a character of strength, but yeah. he would say things again. Ed brought it up. Four lights. He, the end of that. Everyone remembers the four. The yeah. triumphant. He told that fascist Defi off. Defi defiance. Right, but the end of the episode is him with Troy going, no. Right before those guys yeah. showed up, I saw. Yeah, I saw what he wanted me to see. And that's and and that's what I always enjoyed. Was the fact that he's in that leader position and he's able to display those qualities, which was uh, a good message to other viewers out there and anybody who absorbed it. Whether or not they were conscious of it at the time, it was something that was a, a positive trait. To, right, right. You know, acknowledge your faults and, yes, with them that, and, a, and move forward. That's a big part even of the, that, of the episode, say, with Q. Yeah. Where it's about the heart. That's all about, like, Picard owning yeah. his... His his faults and saying that they're part of him yeah. too, regardless. And it's really to you know to tribute to the writers of the show and of the character, and a tribute to you know Patrick Stewart to be able yes. to portray, portray it convincingly no, on he screen. De delivers. He delivers. You know what I mean? But that's uh, Edward Commander. Commander. <laughs> that's Admiral. <laughs> Don't you forget it. All right, listen. You, you can't promote yourself. I I need to um, start my thing by um, just sort of paraphrasing. The, the comedian John Mulaney has this joke that he tells, right? <laughs> Which is basically, um, he was once a writer in SNL back in the early days, and Patrick Stewart was a guest on on the show. And he says, no joke, true story. Patrick Stewart comes on, and he introduces the, the musical guest, right? And if you've never seen SNL, there's always the, 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 the host and musical guest. Patrick Stewart comes on and says, now... Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper! <laughs> <laughs> and so that pretty much like, encapsulates... It is a weird encapsulation right? of, of Pat Stu's career. Right? So it tells you the magnanimity of who, who he is as not just an actor and what he brings to life with this character. And, um, and I've told you this before, Miguel, that um, I graduated nerd school with a major in TNG, specializing in Wrath of Khan, okay, minoring in the original series. That that was me, right? Meaning that 
you t- you give me Kirk, I'm like, I only know Kirk from the movies. Right. right. That's your real That's, attachment to and, the character. Right. Is Kirk movie Kirk? Right. Movie Kirk is starting with Wrath of Khan. It is as the, the one of the ultimate submarine uh, movies of all time. Very uber militaristic. Right. And then when Voyager Home comes on, uh, 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 the Voyage Home comes on. Uh, around that time, the uh, uh, Next Generation was in in production, and then we get this new show, The Next Generation. And Counter Farpoint granted that you know not a great. Not no, a we, great everyone first always season. agrees. First two not seasons a of the show season. are not great. But even the third. But the, even then, Picard is compelling. You know, he's compelling. He's enlightened man. Uh, he's uh, he's man with a, the famous temper, and we get that. We see the, the the famous temper, even from the I think the first episode in Picard. It's like he sits down, and gets that, gives that interview for the interview. It's like a, I'm sorry, uh, Admiral, uh, I can't hear you because Starfleet. When Picard gets a bug up his ass, he's, everyone knows he's it. He's like, I'm yeah. done with this interview. And, and everybody listens. Out. And everyone listens, you know? And it takes a man like that to really belong in that seat of, um, you know, again, Starfleet. What is that? Uh, you you call it uh, the, the benign Imperium, but they're, they have this military wing. What are they, military? Even Picard says in uh, Nemesis, uh, or is it the, the the one before that? I thought we were explorers. We were explorers. It seems like every few years, yeah, we, go we to get battle to... for something. It's quiet for another two, and then we're back again fighting somebody. I don't know. It's strange. So, so like, if you ask me how I've been enjoying, there's only been five episodes, right? We're gonna get the sixth one this week. I I'm enjoying it. Uh, the other hand, it's like okay, uh, it sounds like you're you're getting your team together. You know, like a uh, Dylan. You know, so the the uh, Dylan, you, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. Okay, but that's you know? that's getting into Picard. I'm saying more the character, oh, the character. himself, okay, just in so, general. Um, <clears throat> I've had to go back and do some homework, even though I did major in TNG. Uh, and for you, the audience who are not familiar, things that you should be watching, uh, and these are the episodes: Best of Both Both Worlds, one and two; Unification, one and two; I Borg, Descent, one and two. Measure of Man, because it does, it has a very... Uh, yeah, Bruce Maddox is in that episode. Right, yes. you know, and it's a very... So this is, you're saying, this is your... Data-centric. Cra- this is your crash course in right. what you should probably be up to date on yeah. for Picard. Um, okay. And... It's really just, that's just a microcosm of, like, the Borg-centric yeah, right, episodes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. It doesn't really give you the context of the depth of the character. And if you uh, really do dare to, to be, you know, disappointed, go watch Nemesis. <laughs> Which is the which is the movie that really sets a tone for um, the Romulans, um, and then of course, because guess what, Romul- Romulan uh, Romulus has been destroyed. It's been destroyed by Supernova. We know that from uh, the, Chris, the, the first Krista Jade, the first eight, the Kelvin, uh, J. J. Abram, first Kelvin film uh, yeah. movie. So, but the character itself, Picard, he's he's a god to right. me, you know, and it's it's he. On top of that, he's. Uh, um, Again, we we say we were. He's going, your Gary Coleman. What? That's horrible. That is horrible. I just because you always bring up. I'm done you, here. You always bring up Gary <laughs> Coleman's quote about how he said he wanted Arnold to be a god to the kids. So I'm saying like, so you're you like, so you're saying yes, I never he, said that. you've said that many times. I never said that. You've said that. 
I've never said that. That's it. We got to review the episode. But the uh, line must be drawn. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I'm so uh, anyway. So uh, obviously the esteem for Picard you have is mm. is is very high as one of the great pop cultures. And yeah, like it's one of those it's one of those subjects where we could talk about this. Like I said, upside down, I, upside down, underwater. It's you know, yeah. it, it's it's he's he's in the DNA. Uh, John, you were never a huge. TNG guy, you're aware of it. What do you? What is your take on Captain Picard of what you've seen? I've seen absolutely nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. You know nothing, John Snow. You know nothing. He's he's looking a little Kit Harrington today. He is looking a little. He's looking a bit Kit Harrington. He's just hanging out in the chair today. Yeah, I think that's what that was. John's subtle way of saying. I don't want to be part of the conversation. I drink and I know things. <laughs> Is that what, are we doing the Game of Thrones show today? I don't know. I drink and I don't know things. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, for myself, I will say that um, from the moment Picard is introduced. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Okay, what is it, John? He does look a little bit like Mr. Clean. Okay, good. Right. And Johnny Sins. <laughs> By the way, this Brothers. is like this is <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I will say that from the, his introduction, uh, you know, in, uh, in, into the show, you I know, like they him from Logan. <laughs> good, good. Is that Picard what... is that the same guy? Picard, right? Same, same guy. Same, same, guy. same frail eighty-year-old. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me tell you about enough, the school later. That's enough of me being really bad. I'm okay, sorry, all right. Take it away. So. For me, from the way, from the moment that Picard was introduced, uh, they did a pretty good job, almost from the jump, of making him n- contrast to Kirk. At least, especially the Kirk in the popular imagination, which I think was important for Next Gen to start peeling away from the comparison. It was the smart thing. It was do. a smart thing. You couldn't just re- you couldn't get lightning in a bottle. You couldn't like find. Yeah, yeah. We got to find another guy like Shatner. No, you're never gonna find another guy like Shatner. So it wasn't. It wasn't just Shatner. It was the era that that show right. came out in. You can't recreate the conditions for that show in the context of those characters in the middle eighties. That's not gonna do it. I would argue that was the one of the issues with the first two seasons. I've always argued that I think they had a completely different cast of characters that they didn't necessarily have the ultimate grasp on yet. Well, and then they well, were enacting no show a lot, does. right? I right? Mean, no, but but my point about why that's what affecting the the why it was what it wasn't quite reaching its potential is because they had all these different characters, right? They were that weren't necessarily Spock, that weren't Scotty, that weren't McCoy. But the stories in the first two seasons of Next Gen are very reminiscent of TOS. Well, oh, because yeah. they, because they, they that, were because they were um, they were. Um, uh, uh, what do you call him? Um, there's a proto Spock or there's a proto McCoy, you know. Um, but I would have to say that it's pretty gutsy to cast a Shakespearean English actor, a bald one who's you know? supposed to be French. That's a whole yeah. other thing, you know. And, nonsense. And, and, but like and, that's and not just that. But, you've got a Klingon, you've got a robot, you've got a Betazoid. Right, but, but that's. Next gen. You got a female doctor. That actor. God bless yes. them. Yes. No. Well, that. W- without a doubt, that's the other part about Patrick they Stewart. They needed that one actor who was universally respected and acclaimed to lend legitimacy, and, and who to almost the show. didn't get the part based on his hair. You know, it's like it's like casting. I'm sorry. It's like casting Alec Guinness in A New Hope. 
it right. ends that tiny yes. little bit of legitimacy. That's, accept, that's an acceptable that's, wrestler. That's, that's acceptable. Okay, acceptable. I thought that would be okay. I thought that would be all right. <laughs> no, I said nothing about stupidity or anything. Exactly, it's right? Good. It's good. But that's but uh, so you come back to the first two seasons. You say uh, yes, they were throwbacks to the original series. But he. And, but I, I, I think I think the issue with Star Trek was always that Next Generation didn't have the legacy. That it could reference until it had the stockpile of stories. Right. Yeah. So by the time you get through forty episodes, right. thirty-five episodes, you start to have a mythology that you can reference back and, to. And which you is, start which to is, have a pattern of character development right. and character growth and story arcs that you can start to right. reference back. Which and, is and, why you can never cut out those first two seasons. You can. There. There's so much important stuff that is in them. This is why I say that you can't cut out the middle five episodes of Mandalorian. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> again, we're... we're again, is that another acceptable little no, slice? Not, in no, it's not. No, it's not. Ensign, we're cutting the tempo riff. No one is bringing this shit up for you. Harry. But it's stage nine. All right. If you get to do that, can I get to do this? Exactly. We're cutting some kind of tempo riff. We're in the Mandalorian episode. Trying to form this into something about Picard back to, back, back to the subject at hand. I have to add that prior to Next Gen, Stewart's role, I mean, his, the role that's uh, well-known, that he's well-known for is, uh, uh, is it Gurney Halleck? You know? Uh, uh, Gurney no, Halleck. he's known for Professor X. Come no, on. No, no, no. Prior to Before Picard, you would get Gurney. The comics. He was in Excalibur. And Excalibur. Oh, yes, in Excalibur. Would be, oh, yeah. would be kind of the two. And then Which he... made me watch. He was in... Excalibur was awesome. He was in, uh, he was in I, Claudius. Yes. Uh, if not, right, I, if I not... I, I, he that. was in Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, he, and yeah, he was... He was starting to move beyond... His role as this, uh, you know, a a featured player of the Royal Shakespeare Company, yeah. and you know, he takes this job. Often says similar to you know Kirk, where it's like, it's a lark. I thought lark. you know I'm gonna this is gonna be I'm gonna get at maybe two seasons out of this. Yeah, and it'll be good for my you know resume that you know okay you. He only got two three seasons. He only got two three. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is again, both of them were like, this is not gonna be my life. This is not going to be the thing I am known yeah. for. Little for did he know. Are there in Next Gen? Seven. Seven. That's a good run. That's a, a great run. Yes, little did he know because in the setting is Picard takes the, the miniseries. We're not getting to Picard yet. I know, but I have to say, it's <laughs> I haven't 20 even years honestly after finished right, so anything that I want to say right, about on, Picard. No, finish. we're not going to be. We're not going to get to it because we're not going to get to it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, we're talking about Star Wars. Uh, I guess we're exa exactly. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, uh, the Mandalorian and Star Wars came up for some fucking reason. That's not my fault. And here we are. <laughs> okay. Um, so now that we have, we are definitely moving into Picard because again. Commander Hardass here. Um, we <laughs> Admiral Hardass. Admiral Hardass. I said before, you cannot promote yourself. yourself. That does not work. Uh, here we are. Uh, here we are now with uh, you know the CBS All Access show. Undoubtedly, I have to assume that it's the success of Discovery that is making them this possible. Yes. yes. And I wanted to bring this up um, uh, to the Trek heads here. I think that this is. I was telling Ed this, and I said, you know, this is really interesting. Just a few years ago, not that long ago, let me think about it, when was Beyond came out, right? Yeah. And we were kind of all in a, Star Trek in a holding pattern right now, because 
Beyond didn't set the world on fire financially. It was very meh. And then you had some announcements of things that didn't go anywhere. Tarantino's going to direct a Star Wars film. That goes nowhere. We're going to get a- Star Trek film. uh, I'm sorry, Star Trek film. I'm sorry. I didn't bring up that one. That's you using the fucking- I didn't bring- force. That's you using the fucking force. It's just my presence. It's just my presence. (laughs) 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 He's going to unzip his shirt and he literally has a Star Wars (laughs) t-shirt under. (laughs) I do. Every day. So um, that's unacceptable. So, attire, so, so, so <laughs> <laughs> you're confined to quarters, sir. Nah, this, I'm, I'm uh, so um, we were gonna get uh, a Tarantino Trek film, and that seemed to putter out, we which would be awesome. I think it would be good too. I think that would be amazing. Nothing came of it. Then you have <laughs> Kelvin. Uh, uh, the the but, fourth Kelvin film was supposed to be made, and it was gonna have. Chris Hemsworth. I guess that's still in talks, or I don't think it's. See, that's the thing. It's been so long. And so for a while we were like, well, where is Trek? What is going on with it? It's not, the the JJ film made a big splash when it started. When it started. And then it kind of petered out. And now, so we're I, like, where, see, where and, are and we that's, And that's a, like, it's, I read that thing that you sent. About, oh, about, about the article, about, about that Ron, that Moore oh. wrote. And it, it, his whole thing was, where do you go? Right. What do you do? Let it die and then come back. And you can see, and Reading that and then thinking back about what they did what with the whole happened. Kelvin timeline, yeah. it's very prophetic what he did. And you can see that the Paramount re- super tried to recapture the magic of the original crew, mm-hmm. of the Kirk and Spock and that crew, with that cast. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that it didn't work, but it didn't really work. Because they weren't really Trek films in the sense of being Trek films. They were... Can I make well, the reference? They were Star Warsified, <laughs> yeah. Star Trek Saturday afternoon type, yeah, type yeah. space fantasy adventure movies, which is which is somewhat which of is, an issue with a lot of Trek in film translating the more thoughtfulness that was Trek on TV. It's like, well, we got to do a two-hour movie. It's like, well, we got to kind of make it an action movie. We got to. There has been a sort of a thing for a lot of Trek movies. It, and that's as, been and regular, you especially know? after. I mean, after what? Voyage Home. You could say that just about every single one since everything was autopilot. After that, you know? everything right. after that, it was really. How, how do we make it bigger? How do yeah. we make more, more explosions? How do we make more, it more explosive and, yeah, exactly. and 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 more action and and more stuff? So they so. And then they realized that these guys are just too old. The next gen crew didn't set the world on fire. Didn't set the world on fire. The stories weren't that good. I I wanted to add that, you know, with, um, you know, as you say, Discovery comes on. Well, that's the thing. It does well. And then this project with with, with, uh, that Pat Sousa attached to, and then they rope in a Pulitzer Prize um, uh, winning Winning author, yeah. Michael Michael Chabon, yeah. Famous for Cavalier and Clay. And you're like, whoa, what is going the on? Ingredients it's getting this, re- this and, red carpet And treatment. again, not only that, it's that simple fact that I said, Ed, think about this. This is almost a return to the days when TNG and DS9 were on the air at the same time. We have two flourishing because Discovery's not getting canceled anytime soon. Picard already has its but, second season. But. And it's like. Oh my God! Where we were just a few years back, and now, it's way and now, different. what you have is again. Oh, but don't you guys feel like you're in like the perfect moment where all of the th- problems that you might have had with past uh, realizations of any of the Star Trek um, series or movies? I, I kind of feel like you know the original cast. What they were missing in the original movies were the special effects, but they had fantastic stories. 
you get to the movies for the next generation and even the TV series, what they have are okay stories in the beginning, but they're starting to really exploit the special effects. And then by the time you get to season four or five of the next generation, you've got a perfect marriage of the two. What they tried to do with the reju rejuvenation, with the whole storyline of the Romulan Empire gets you know, blown up in the whole... Uh, rebeginning, if you will, a rebooting of the Star Trek series was to try and infuse the special effects into the original cast. And I agree with you that it didn't work so well because they don't have the same charm and they don't have the same chemistry between the actors that you had with the original um, James T. Kirk and Spock and McCoy and so forth and so on. But now, but and now, finally, and now, and now you get Discovery last year, which I happen to think started off with a fantastic story. And now you have Picard doing the same thing, fantastic story, great special effects. I mean, you finally have a marriage of visual and, you know, intellectual the candy, if you Storytelling is very and different. Modern, to make a, and modernized, make the series work. And modernized storytelling in the sense that they aren't yeah. just rehashing the sort of the episodic nature that classic TNG era Trek has. This is similar to a Breaking Bad or any of these other modern shows where it's like, no, it's well, serialized. It's this serialized. You the have next to, one's gonna lead this, to the next and, one to the next one. And what Picard's doing is actually using the legacy of to Next to Generation to propel the story forward. And this is the now age- Now they have that catalog. This is the age of where, you know, um, where Game of Thrones is walking away with Emmys, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead has become a cultural uh, of cultural significance. Discovery, mm -hmm. by the way, we saw that in Discovery, is you know one of the few series we've seen where people are using swear words, but it's more than that. It's just the nature of the storytelling. This is not, you know, we've said this before, not it's your daddy's not your trek. daddy's trek. Not your daddy's you know? trek. But at this the same time, it's trek. very it's trek. trek at not the same even your, time. And, and it's, it's not even your uncle's trek, which that would be TNG. That would, yeah. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it is, um, it's very much an evolution. And that's what I find very, I'm like kind of amazed. Because I'm going like, when you really think about it, you go, where, where, where was Trek just a few years ago? I took my mom to see uh, Beyond. I wasn't as down as in you. I, I, there was stuff in it that I, I really I, liked. I, I, and I think that they finally used. But it isn't, I think that issues weren't just what everyone has mentioned, which I think is true of why the J.J. Abrams Trek uh, didn't quite catch on. But then there were also like head scratchers. There's a, there's a big gap between uh, Star Trek and Into Darkness that I think they should have, that film should have come out much sooner. I think yeah. you had the whole like, every, oh my God, we yeah. kind of like we kind of like this new JJ. When's the next one coming out? Yeah. And by the time how, it how did- How long was it? I think it was something like four years. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was quite like long. And, and, yeah, they, and, didn't, they didn't quite plan that out. It's, they should have had more of but that. That's, but that probably comes back to, they didn't realize that it was going to be as well accepted as it was. Uh, so they didn't, there weren't necessarily plans for the second one. And all sorts of their until other they were until behind they... the scenes issues with rights issues that yeah. might, are just now sort of. It, it also, the by the way, the, the the Picard show, which we're not talking about, but <laughs> just you know because of the J.J. Abrams comment, right? Um, since you've rebooted the whole storyline, um, the fact that Picard kind of picks up what the reboot in the J.J. Abrams series brought into you know play, which was the whole you know supernova and and Romulan right. Empire falling apart. It kind of makes you feel like, kind of like the same feeling that I had when I was watching the movies. Um, what's meant to be is going to be, even though Spock and and uh, and um, and um, Merk, what's his name? Um, Eric Bana, uh, James T. Kirk aren't <laughs> oh, friends right Alpine. off the bat like they are originally. Oh right, right, right. The new reboot of the series, you know, they end up friends. 
Kirk ends up, you know, uh, the captain of the Enterprise. And, and so, you know, things kind of fall into place. And I kind of feel like Picard is going to try to do the same because they're embracing the new timeline. So somewhere in all of this, what would be interesting to see is if they're going to at any point mention the differences between what could have happened with Next Generation, which is following the Alpha timeline, and what's happening with Picard, which is embracing the new Oh, no, 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 Anna. No, no. Yeah, that is 100% incorrect there. Mm. How they come? Are, because the Picard is taking place within the regular prime timelines of Next Gen and all the rest. Me- meanwhile, it's not part yeah. of the... The J.J. Abrams is not Kelvin, part of... The, the Kelvin timeline the Kelvin is an timeline. offshoot deal. Picard yeah. is literally still within the old timeline. It is as though Picard's but the history. Romul- the Romulan Empire. Isn't... Yes, and that happened in, in the prime mm. timeline. That happened in, yeah, yeah. That happens in, so from Picard's perspective is Ambassador Spock went in and did his thing to the time travel, but he just disappeared. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Nothing has changed in Picard's past to. When did that happen? I totally don't so, remember that so, taking place. So basically, the Andrew. first Chris Pine, the first J.J. Abrams movie, right? We oui. uh, where yeah, yes. where you have um, the Romulan ship appears from the from the from the right the whatever wormhole the prime was. from the prime timeline, the prime is, timeline. It, and goes and into that the changes past. There, and that and they and basically that changes that timeline, right? Right. Meanwhile, everything else still continues on. Picard is alive, and and it's just and and there is a whole basically there are two different timelines, is what we're. But saying. the Romulan Empire doesn't get blown up in TNG. Uh, no, but it gets it does get blown it, it up does. in before Nero changes time. Yeah. So that's a fixed thing. It happens. Yeah, the supernova for the supernova still right. happens. That's why he went back? Right. That's why Spock was going back in the first place. Okay. And that event still occurs for Picard now. It's and a, it's everything it's a, after that now is we now have going a multiverse. Yeah, did, yeah, did the yes, supernova yeah, did the supernova happen naturally? We don't know. <laughs> so right? actually, but this is a good point to, to to pick up on going into Picard proper. Um, we've all seen the old there. They've done this thing where I'm a little annoyed where they're dropping it week by week. I kind of wish they would just let us binge it at our leisure. But yeah, I, you, you know, and I disagree on that. Yeah, I'd like the I like the week to week. I'm with you on that. I yeah. I I much prefer the week to week. For, for someone who binges everything, I'm loving the week to week. It's yeah, like it's, it's just wet and wet. Some shows on. I'm the same, same way thing with Mandalorian. By the way, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same <laughs> way. With, nice. I, I'm, the same, I'm the same way with some with this some shows. Is not the way. <laughs> it is the way. <laughs> I, I am the same with some shows where I do like. It's like it's like okay, oh, it's cool, it's cool. But I like having the option. I like having them release it all at once. And if I want to see it one week to one week. And, and spread it out. That's what I do with like, Altered Carbon. I, I, I actually read something. See, Altered Carbon, you have to do one it's at a time much. and it's actually think about it because it's, it's, so, it's so crazy dense. <laughs> but what, I actually read an, an opinion piece on the Clone Wars cartoon which said they don't want that released week to week. Release an arc at a time. So if you have oh, three episodes that are a story arc, story. release those three. Then then if you want, wait three weeks. Uh. Then if there's an if the, if the next one is a four part four part arc, do that as well. Release release all four parts. Then wait another four weeks. That's to, fair enough. To, and that I thought works. So you so that that I could see, but I I, I really I don't like all of it being released okay. at once because you're going to have people like me who are going to sit and blow twelve hours of their life watching every last episode. Oh. 
Oh, and, and I won't be blowing 12 hours on my life on Picard, but I will be doing something. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. It will be. It's, it's a problem okay. for production, it's, it's though, guys. This, like, this, this, about this, this forearm is very strong, every... is what I'll say. <laughs> All right, Popeye. I'm sorry. Go on, Anna. What, what are you saying? <laughs> if you don't really. <laughs> <laughs> like that one, huh? I got a million of them. I got jokes. <laughs> If you don't release every week, you're screwing around the whole season effect. I don't know if you guys, you know, follow many of the Netflix series, but Netflix does that. It releases pretty much everything all at once. And yeah. so you end up waiting at times like two years yeah. for like the next show. Well, um, you you got to show some self-control. We did that with Lock and Key on Netflix. We watched it with the kids because it was it was good for the kids to watch it. It was a nice adventure thing. But we'd only watch one every other day. Until we got through the whole thing. Because, you know, yeah. they're kids these, and they're doing video games. Right. They're and, doing and all their some, other and crap. And I, I like this. But uh, getting beyond the release stuff. Um, so here is it, it. Here's the show. Um, we're getting this new version of this new Picard, new next gen, essentially. Because, I mean, that trailer itself was kind of that setup. Mm. It was like, did you like the next gen era of Trek? Here it is. Here's a shotgun full of it in the face because they're like, we're giving you Picard coming back. See, I we're giving you data. I we're think giving what you that seven is. <laughs> I think what that is was that okay, you might not have liked the Kelvin timeline. We're going back to our roots. Right. We're going back to the future of the main timeline. Someone was watching the ratings for the order, and they're, trying, and they're throwing <laughs> stuff on the wall. Yeah, maybe. Oh, stop right now. <laughs> no, but actually, you know, I kind of have to agree with, with Jeremy on this because it's, it's a huge issue if you really think about how everything develops. You know, chronologically speaking, Kirk is supposed to be, you know, one of the original guys, right? Except that you've got Enterprise, which comes before Kirk. Then you've got the whole discovery issue, which is between Kirk and Enterprise. Then you've got, you know, like they're flipping around all over the place. So for anybody who's, you know, hasn't been watching this for 40 years like me or it's, any it can be confusing. basically in this room, they're completely lost. And there's no way to go back and even get an ounce of all of the information that they kind of would enrich their whole visual experience because they don't even know where to begin. Well, look, like, I'm glad you brought that up because um, like my wife. She watched TNG and we watched uh, the episodes together. And she's like, uh, Bruce Maddox? Who's that? Oh, who's that? And um, which brings us to this really famous episode, the Atticus Finch, um, uh, they give us the Atticus Finch Picard, right. where he defends mm -hmm. Data's. Oh, oh, I'm going to bring that up. Right? So, you know, I'm hugely going like, to bring that up. Well, you know, you have to. And because, look, she, my wife wouldn't know anything about the, um, the destruction of Romulus, right? But. You can still appreciate it. You can still watch I, the episode. I actually would say that this is a show, because I said this about Discovery. They don't need every Trek fan. They don't need every viewer. No, they don't. It's, they just need enough. That's well, sort they don't. But if you get our kids, which is the next generation, but um, uh, for example, my girls. <laughs> that was clever. When, when I knew that <laughs> Star Trek, the, the, the new movie, the J.J. Abrams version was coming out, I actually sat them down and made them go through all of the original movies. Wow. So we actually saw the original Wrath of Khan and we saw Star Trek the movie and, you know, duck, 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 duck. So I kind of went through the whole series with them. And so when Discovery came out, they were like, where is this in the How timeline? This and then, yeah. you know, the whole J.J. Abrams thing with the Kelvin timeline screws it all up again for you. So, <laughs> you know, if you've got kids go out there that have got parents like us, 
yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's problematic. Like, you're going to have to actually make them sit through seven seasons of, Something. you know, Next Generation and, that is, and Voyager, which I like. And, and I'm going to get Space into that. Space Nine and all of that other stuff. And just in to, reference to, sort to of Picard. get them to understand who, this, who we're talking about. Uh, I'm going to get into that in, into reference to Picard because um, that's certainly a thing that warmed the cockles of my nerd heart. Um, but uh, now we're going... Warmed yeah. cockles of yeah, his man. nerd heart. Uh, or was go. it the subcockle? I, 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 I mean, what, where did he pull that one from? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but... Cockles. Uh, cockles? The cockles. Did you know the conscience is a meddlesome compare? Oh, all right, all right Commander Franks. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to break out into I'm Just an Asshole song from Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, that's sort of all the context of, of getting the show now. Um, I'm going to go around now, ask everyone's first uh, impression of these first five episodes. I'm going to start with Jeremy. So, you know, we're caught up. New one's going to come out tomorrow at some point. Yeah. Uh, but we are up to the point where we actually got to, uh, just to let the audience know, the fifth episode is the episode where they actually find Bruce Maddox. We meet Seven of Nine for the first time on the series. Now, from the beginning well, to this, what is, your, what, is your, what is your take on uh, the, uh, the show so far? I'm enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it for all the reasons that I felt meh about the movies, mm -hmm. about the Abrams movies, and meh really? about the Even last the couple. One. Yeah, I okay. it, like I, when I watched, and I, I'm, I'm going a little off topic, but when I watched the first Abrams one, I I literally remember watching it, going, "This is Star Wars rebranded as Star Trek, without lightsabers." Mm -hmm. Because it, it, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like he was auditioning to make Star Wars movies. I'm done. So back to, back to Picard. I felt very meh. About, I, I enjoyed them. I didn't find the depth in them mm -hmm. that Trek has in DS9 or Next Gen mm -hmm. or even vaguely Voyager at times. <laughs> so then you get so so what Tell Picard, me how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> so so now we get to Picard and Picard legitimizes all of mainline Star Trek stories right. regardless of if they're garbage or if they're good or if X liked them, if Y liked them and people didn't like them. It legitimizes them. Lens Credence pulls on the legacy of the of the main timeline to propel the story forward. Beyond something that hasn't been done, because at once Next Gen and Voyager ended, everything was going back. Right. Everything went back. Everything went, or it went yeah. multiverse. They didn't yeah. take the story forward using the elements that they had built into it to actually deal with the issues. And, this and that's even, and that's now what Picard is doing right. is dealing with the it issues. It doesn't even have the ramifications like the of what like Discovery has going on. Yeah. Like, it, if you could watch Discovery, you could be like, okay, but then you're like, is where this does this fit in? It's, what is this? Where does this take place? A lot of things. Like now, this is this all is full speed ahead. This is full speed ahead, legitimizing all the crap that might have come out before, and now it's dealing with issues they weren't really touched on. Like, Next Gen touched on artificial intelligence, nature of life kind of things. And <coughs> this show is actually delving into that mm -hmm. on many different fronts. And it's... On, and I, continuing the stories and, of things that would and have huge it. impacts. Yes. Like the destruction of Romulus. So... That, that as a... You can't introduce that into a universe. And it's this. a huge... That's a huge it has thing. To be, you have to die. And I, and I think part of the reason that they kept going back in time and doing these other shows was that they didn't know how to take it forward. Mm. Coming back to Ronald... 
They didn't know. Mm -hmm. They didn't. So they had to take that step back and be like, right, we have to keep Trek in the public eye. So let's come up with a multiverse. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> Why not? We're, we're let's, see how, let's see how it works. I got it. So they threw it on the wall. <laughs> I've been waiting like, you know, months for you to do that. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> so so they tried it and it kind it kind of worked. You know, it, it made but them it some money. Quite... It kept it kept Star Trek in the public eye. Right. Right. So now so now it gave them time to really sit and think about how they wanted to take the story forward without going back in time. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's what I think Picard was born from was those that idea <laughs> of how do we take it forward? And you and so, uh, is there anything in the show that is you're not crazy about? Is there anything in the five episodes so far? Because that's a hard, and I understand that it's an incomplete grade because it's not the as a serialized story. We haven't seen where it's finishing. We don't know where all the characters and what they're going to be. We don't know what the mystery unfolding actually is. But if you had to give some aspects of it that you're kind of have your questions about, or you're like, I don't think no, that was nothing a screams at me off the top of my head. Okay. I can't say that I'm in love with everything the way I said about Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would change because it's not over yet. Gotcha. Okay, and that's fair. That's why and, I brought yeah. that up. So I, so I don't, I, you know, I, as far as the episodes we've seen, I've enjoyed them all. Um, the characters they brought in, I've enjoyed. You know, some of the, some of the whispers of Frakes coming back into the show somewhere along the line. I, I want to see how they do it so that it doesn't come off as stupid fan service. What if I were to tell you that there was a Lieutenant Commander Razor? Well, I'm on board, <laughs> man. On board. Yeah. Razor Riker? Razor Riker. Thank you. The, there you go. I'm going to kiss your feet right now. <laughs> Who ironically has a bigger beard than Riker. <laughs> That's what you pass on to the next generation. <laughs> there you go. Anna, um, your take on the five episodes you've watched so far. Um... How are you, how are you enjoying uh, the show? I'm I'm really 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 loving it. So you know, at the end of the first episode, you kind of get to see who they're going to be re you know bringing back into the fold. And I loved seeing Troy, and I love seeing uh, Number One. I love the fact that Picard's dog is now called Number One. I think that was a very cute little detail. That wait, we I haven't seen enjoyed. we haven't seen Troy or or Riker yet yet. Yeah. We haven't seen him yet, but at the end of the first episode, they give you a sort of yeah. sneak peek to the whole season. So you know he's coming. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, he's coming all right. Oh, my Lord. And not only that, you also know that he's going to be directing. I kind of figured he would be directing, and he directed yeah. episode he's directed, five, which uh, I thought three was episodes a, already. quite a good episode. Yeah. So, so, Anna, so, the uh, the return of Picard, how what, how are you taking the, the, the characterization um, what do you so enjoy about what they've done? There's a lot them? of stuff that I'm loving because um, with us, with all things that are you know have been around since forever, and they kind of existed in this like perfect universe in this sort of absolute parentheses where it always is this way, and they're just you know full of hope and joy and virtue and honesty. You kind of get to start to see a little bit of the fact that perhaps Starfleet is not this like perfect universe at all. You know, there's there's hints that they're involved in things that are not quite kosher. Um, and, and I kind of love the fact that they're introducing, you know, the sort of dark, almost imperfect side to things, again, sort of bringing in humanity into all of this in a way that sometimes we don't like to see because, you know, Starfleet and, you know, the United Federation of Plants and all of that, it's like the perfect 
place and we don't do this and we don't do that and we've got morals and principles and ah they kind of they kind of trampled all of them a bit didn't they well i i I would actually make an argument that they've that as much as trek has always been the utopia that you can go back to tos and it's like there are still imperfect people who are making yeah but it's it's not quite the same i mean you've got a drug addict who's still corrupt I mean, like, but yeah, but I'm saying that I think that it's always been like, I think that for some people, um, Trek is very much a security blanket and they don't yeah. want it to be anything outside of that utopia. And they're like, well, for, for the purpose of drama, for some conflict, and also just because, you know, it's a different time. We, we've we lived through so much since TOS that I think that someone presenting, here's this utopia, I think most people are going to go, Really? And say... Well, yeah, people would... people would, be... At this point in time, in 2020, people would call bullshit. Yeah. Because when the next... When the original series came out, and even to a point with Next Gen, it was still more believable because that was what people wanted at that time. Yeah. When and the assumptions that's true. of what the future would when, be. What the future would... Because that's what science fiction was then, was the utopian future. Now, you know what? With the advent of cyberpunk and the crap that came out in well, the just, 80s... And just... About a dystopian future... Just you our know, own it, history oh. of seeing things how they play out. You know, up until, you know, for, for a good chunk of next gen, we were still in the Cold War. Yeah. And we did not have a concept of what, in our generation anyway, producing this stuff... Of what a crumbled empire like that would be like. Correct. Well, and now uh, we, we have, in, in a sense, we know the playbook. We see it. It will. It will well, start out like this, and here would be the issues that would come about. And, the, and see, I think I think that's fiction, I think would, a comment like that is kind of doing disservice to some of the classic science fiction authors who have delved into yes topics of, of a crumbling empire that is obviously what. You know, modern science fiction, well, even from sixties and seventies. But but in particular yeah, here, I like agree. in, 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 their inspiration in the preparation of what we were doing here today, you know, like you, like Miguel was sending these YouTubes, and one particular which was um, an exploration of Picard, the holodeck, uh, Picard, and, uh, because there's a series that's that's called uh, Picard Day. They had a they right? actually a was a series. very nice thing on YouTube where a bunch of uh, regular YouTubers who do Trek uh, content basically had for the day before the premiere of Picard, yeah. they were like, we're going to do a look back at all these key scenes and stuff for the character. And the yeah. one, and the, the, the one friends. that I want to really reference is in, um, uh, in first contact where, where Picard has a speech about, you know, we, uh, um, they, they, they attack our, 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 our space and we fall back. You know, this is the, the interaction he has with Alfred Woodard because he's been Borg. And he wants revenge. He's going after his his uh, his Moby Dick, and uh, it's like in our century, you know, in our century, in our time, humans don't succumb to. And I'm paraphrasing. We don't succumb to the base uh, he's behaviors making, of, of. He's of making humanity. the Roddenberry right. argument. He's and saying, no, 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 no. And Alfred Woodard and Alfred Woodward like, says, uh... "Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, Jean Luc." You know, and that is pretty much um, a very big part of the interest that's that's going on here is the deconstruction of Roddenberry. You know, that's that's great because 
you know, and this is the, the I've been saying this, like, you know, what, what was one of the, the best things that, to happen to the franchise? Oh, God. Uh, the death of Ronberry. Uh, I'm not the only one saying this. say it like I'm that, I'm not though. the There's only one saying There's a way to say it this. without way... saying it like well, that. Well, I said it. You know what? The best thing that happened to Star Trek was when its creator fucking died. And <laughs> I'm just let's saying. Say, let's and put it in the context of when people, when the creatives controlling the show decided to move, <laughs> to move expand evolve beyond, beyond Roddenberry's per vision of perfection but and no, not Commander Hardass over here. He's like Admiral, Admiral Hardass. Admiral Sealed Ass. Ultimately, I mean it's ass. about it's about the deconstruction of of what we see in the original series. You know, right. a lot of the you know the interactions. Like, well, you know, we're enlightened people. Well, the, or the fact of, that that the whole idea of well, in our time, you know, the economics of the, our time are very well. Different. Just the sort of absolutist utopian vision of Roddenberry. That's really, I think, the issue. I mean, like. There's the uh, our, our one of our favorite episodes with Lord Garth. <laughs> Remember, was like the Starship Enterprise is on its way to an insane asylum, the only <laughs> insane <laughs> asylum in the galaxy. It's got like twelve people on it. How? That's the extent of a societal maladjustment can, in the twenty third century. Can I say? And you know, it's one of those things you have to. It's like, the future, so I, they perfected the drug medications. Right, that right, actually ladies and gentlemen, may, may I may I make the point? I own um, I own the Echo Dot and I have a Google Home. All right, uh, you can't have both. In, one or the other. By Kirk's time, you have suicidal adults, computers, <laughs> computers that <laughs> yeah. just that just <laughs> like a whole other subject you know, that we'll like, get into. What kind of a utopia is it when computers start start having building a conscious like uh, I can't do this anymore? I'm gonna I'm gonna build my noose. This is and again, this is, I'm a done. computer that says I'm this out. is against the laws of God and man. <laughs> Going like wow, okay, Trek up. But no, but but no, there is this sort of sense that again, like I said, a world where it's like, there, oh, there are no crazy people except for like these twelve in this one place. And you know, as you even within this original series, that's contradicted because we see people going nuts all the time on Star Trek. <laughs> so it's like, no, that wouldn't be. And that's the whole thing. It's not necessarily that I think that Roddenberry's vision is has to be thrown away or even is being thrown away and was thrown away by... No, it's, evol know, it's evolving. It has to evolve. It has to be... It has to widen up from that sort of constraint of, no, 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 everything is fine. It's like, no, you still have to have conflict. You still have to have drama. That's why I personally don't have an issue with the way the... In Picard, things are being presented. Well, that's that's what the best science fiction is. Mm -hmm. No matter what medium you put it in, television, movies, books, comics, whatever, the best science fiction is the kind of stories that if you remove the science fiction elements from the story, mm -hmm. it still has the emotional human impact mm -hmm. as it would with those science fiction elements in there because the story is not about warp speed or aliens or that. Again, the story is about the nature of existence well, whether it we be were, humanity we, or the, the nature of an alien's existence uh, I need to bring up the Measure of you Man know, episode again we'll, 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 alright go on Yeah, I, I would like to for Anna um, since we didn't really get to finish her now are there any issues with these five episodes you've seen is there anything where you go ah that was not as good as it could have been that should have worked better than it than it was executed you know, at, at first view, honestly, no. And since I've only seen it, seen each episode once, I I can honestly say there isn't mm, anything off, you know, off kilter that I can that I can find. Um, I probably will watch it again at least two, three times because I think it's great, <laughs> and I always love to find you know the little details and you know learn the lines by heart. 
So maybe I'll change my mind about it, having seen it a couple more times. But I kind of feel like up Make to it so. now, it's been it's still, really, it's really well organized and well and, put and, together. And, 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 and it's got all, you know, again, like, what do I look for? I look for dialogue. I look for, you know, cinematography. I look for... And it's delivering you know, on good all acting. Those, yeah. I look for good storylines, you know, and it, it you, you can check every single one of those of, of, of those boxes. It's just well done. And Ed, are there any issues for you of the first these five episodes we've gotten? Um, pacing, right? You know, we talked about yeah. Pacing you and me are, are on it's the episode same table. five, and we were like, um, every week it's been you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. Well, he, he's he already halfway across together. the galaxy. I mean, he's only got five more episodes, so the other half of the galaxy's coming. Well, I, I think that alone, like, it's taking halfway, and we haven't really gotten to the adventure yet, you know? And then That's the big part of it is... They're still in the mysterious phase. Yeah, you they're know? They're still in the, who's the real, what's the real story of this girl? My and God, the ship that they're on, okay? Like you have, uh, you have the EMHs, the 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 emergency holographic, all whatever. over the place. Oh, it's got a. But I will say this though: the characterizations, the, the characters that are th- that are given to us. Can I can I just point out that the the two Tal Shiar, one's a butler, the other one's a, a caretaker, that work for Picard. Great characters. Wish they had stuck around. It's like <laughs> we are former AKGB agents. You saved us from protecting, from, from protecting destruction. basically former KGB agents who are now the like live-in manservants of a United States admiral. So you want expanded universe material that covers who exactly who they are and the adventure and where they came from? Is that that's what you're saying? I never mentioned anything like that. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's the implication that you're putting the, that you're putting forward. What, which actually I is feel a, like I'm being like you know. No, no, no. Actually, no, <laughs> no. That, no, I, I, I'm, no that's genuine a, question. I'm not referencing anything else. I'm just no, no. Jeremy, actually, that is a good but, point. You know, because I, if you create I, I, I understand where you guys are going with this, but at the same time, if you're going to yeah. program a series for long term, you know, how long did it take for like? Picard to get together with, you know, McFadden. What's her name? Uh, he never name? did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure he did. Because in the yes, last episode, they're Come supposed on. to be married at the end. So, you know. And that was an alternate universe. Yeah, alternate universe. That, that, exactly. But what, from what I'm trying to say is that there's moments look, of Picard we, look, that you discover, like, in ep, you know, season three. Yeah, yeah, they and then there's moments what? that, you know, in she, every she, single show, there's like, you know, it, as you it grows, the characters grow with it. And you start finding out more and more. I mean, they're not out of the show. I'm sure you you're going to come across them and their whole storyline and and a lot of their details probably further down the line. Can I bring up something uh, that I read ye- something yesterday that apparently the comic books is a comic book with that um of this you know with this whole with this whole storyline Picard right? Oh yeah 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 okay. That Worf is the captain of the Enterprise and that's another thing. We haven't seen the Enterprise at all. And that's a very good question. Where is the Enterprise? Okay. I don't buy okay. the whole I'm I'm going to throw this out there again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't, I don't either. I don't need to. I don't either. I don't care. I, it wasn't even a question that popped up in my head watching these five episodes of, hmm, I wonder where Worf is. Hmm. I wonder what the Enterprise E is doing, or maybe it's up to F now. I don't, you know, I, 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 I it was I never something you, I considered. And, and now I'm going to take it a step further. I kind of find it really awesome that there's a wink to every single one of the characters that was in the original series. I'm sure we're going to come across pretty much every single one of them. I'm really hoping for a Q moment at some point. But other than that, like, I don't need to see the Enterprise. Like, I, you know, they're bringing these but characters we should back, because, especially for people and, like and, me who's like, ah, you but, know, Troy's coming, Troy's coming. But we should because um, the captain goes on with his ship and um, Picard and the Enterprise are very much inseparable. 
And I think that but it's inevitable. But they don't do inevitable. that in, in Star Trek. The, What's that? The, the ship doesn't go down with the captain. The ship actually <laughs> continues and and gets a new gets right. a new gets a new, gets a new captain. Exactly. But, yeah, exactly. but here's the thing. But if we know Picard, like you know how this is going to end, the Enterprise is going to is going to enter into. If they don't, then maybe that's. Uh, and, you know, I mean, continuing back to what are, what I see if there if I have any disappointments about it, the show is called Picard, and it's like so. How do you isolate Picard from everything else? Um, are you going to bring in Geordi, Worf? Um, uh, Almost by its nature, they kind of shown that you they, can't, since you, they are right. already... You already br- and they, they, make like data, said, they make data part of it. They make data dead. You know, I, you used to. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't show any of that. You want to come up with a new, a, a new ship that show, when they have their final showdown at mm. the, whatever, yeah. the, you know, the reclaimed They crew, had to kill Data. Bring in some crazy ass new, like, universe scale How do you, how do you use ship? that actor 40 years later well, no, no. and still maintain that he's a robot who hasn't changed? I'm a little suspicious. Did you see Nemesis? Yeah, sure. You have seen me? Okay, okay. Absolutely, oh, of course. All right. uh, that's all I have. I don't okay. have anything better. All right, for me, um, these five I've, episodes. I've seen, I've seen every single one of these things, and I don't necessarily love or appreciate every single one of them. But since I'm a fan, I'm willing to watch it at least once and give it the try. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I don't see it the second or the third time, which is kind of how I'm... The, demonstrate my love for things. Exactly. I reread it, I rewatch it, I re-listen yes, to it. it, it I, I'm, I'm obligated I'm, to watch I'm it once. Right. Yeah, get it, get it. Now, for me, um I am enjoying the season. Um Patrick Stewart is of course a singular figure in sci-fi, in fantasy and pop culture in general, and he's one of those guys like you will listen to him read out of the phone book. I mean, he can make it he, he compelling. And I like as someone who's a huge Picard guy, I probably in the, I will always give, I mean, like, and I grew up with TOS, but gun to my head, I'm probably more a Picard guy at this point than I am a Kirk. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think, I think. Oh, yeah. No, you don't understand. That feels like blasphemy to me. Because, again, growing up with, with TOS, it was like, Kirk is the man. But I, you know, I had a friend from my parochial school. We were TOS guys. Next gen comes on and it was a knife fight in our relationship. It was like that, that, that is like, a reflection. You can't possibly our... like Picard. I like Picard. You're the person, dead to the me. Person who asked so me ask, this ask your mom. Ask your mom which fan, one she is. Is she is she Kirk or is she choose. Picard? She's a spot. What's woman. that say again? I said the person who asked you this is not a real fan because real fans would never make you choose. <laughs> Eventually, though, but in the early days, it was a knife fight in the fandom. And you know there was a knife fight in the fandom. That's it, was, a, it was bad. It that's was bad. that's a machete to a knife fight. You know, no, no, no. Yeah. But, now uh, you know, we look at it that way, but it's yet to remember when it started. It was not. It was uh, very controversial amongst the fans. And but I grew up with him. He's my TNG is my trek. I feel it in my bones. And of course, because excited. That's to, our generation. Exactly. And it'd be, I, it'd be different for a generation right, for that watched else. the original series. When they were when they were teenagers, 15, yeah. 16 yeah, exactly. years old. But uh, my- you know the the only the only uh, re- reproach that I have, and and sort of that this probably applies to a lot of stuff, is that you know looking at it again now, I actually went through you know all of the next generation because I loved it. So obviously you know in my obsessive mind, I needed to see it again, all seven seasons of it. Yeah, and um, it it aged badly. What? <laughs> it aged next badly. gen. Next gen, really. 
Why do you I say think that? So. Why do you say mm. that? I, I, think, I, would, I think the original I, first TV again, series. First three, I, I can give you first three uh, I think, series. I think seasons. it aged badly, and I think I, it's I'm true a, for a lot, of, a lot of that. It has um, aged badly. Yes. Okay, that's we're getting a little off course here because that's aged a aged badly. I, in, I I think that mm, having a re did you see them all again recently. Yeah, I watched I them. Did. This guy will tell you I watch them on a reg uh, on the reg. That's why our conversations are so circular. But <laughs> but uh, but um, I, that's getting into another subject. Of that again, I'm saying for Picard. Well, again, well, but, getting it, getting back to the subject at hand because we can't have what, a discussion. What I'm trying to say, actually, with <laughs> with this comment, is that what one of the things that I think is important, and I think that you can kind of see coming with Picard, and you can see coming with Discovery. I don't think that they will suffer age the way some of the other things from the past have. I, the I, 80s was an odd time for the longevity of properties to stand up to because mm -hmm. special effects weren't what they are. Mm -hmm. Costumes really weren't what they are. Things weren't what they are even as late as like, you know, early 90s. Like things just weren't what they are. I don't know. I see again. Man, I don't want to get. I want to bring again, up that's... Fresh Prince up so bad. No, anyway, <laughs> don't please. Let's bring up Total Recall don't, or RoboCop. Don't, don't please. Um, again, I think I that prefer that... the original RoboCop to the new one. Okay, by I way. do too. Sorry. Once, once again, we're getting insanely off course from what? Yeah, let's let's just have a RoboCop show. Can we have a RoboCop show right now? <laughs> I told let's you. Do that. You need you need a total five hour block of just stream I'll of consciousness. How about we make a, a, a remake of all of the eighties movies show? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. No, you continue the show. <laughs> you, you, continue, you continue. I just the give show. the orders. You're, yeah, this is your ship, Commander, Commander Hardass. <laughs> oh, Admiral Hardass. I thought you were in control here. I thought you were in control. No, no, no. Hold on. You're you driving. Still have comments to make. Okay. You're driving. Okay. You're yeah, driving. I did have comments to make. Okay. For the show itself, for for just Picard, good I'm really excited. Okay. That's no, no. That's good. Well, how's the donut? It's good. It's good. Good donut. Coffee's good, good. Good donut. It's great. We don't have a lot of editing time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of editing time. I'm trying to keep this. I I, I wasn't interrupting. On I was point just, here. Was, okay. Was, so. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> we can make. We can turn it into a Simpsons show too. That's all very good. <laughs> so for myself, I think that I'm enjoying the show. I love the characterization. Nothing doesn't track for me. I have, however. Some nitpicks that are right on the edge of going from nitpick to, no, this might be a really huge issue with the show, considering what they're going for, what they're doing. Are these continuity uh, issues? Uh, uh, I do these... tell. What? Okay. Well, so we start the show, and again, everyone's performance is great. I like these characters. I am with Ed that there's there are some issues with the pacing in terms of like, if this had been a TV show produced years ago, we would have had that two hour, which would really be an, an hour, uh, what, which would really be an hour and 30 minutes, uh, like two part or two hour special in which everything would be handled, the setup right away. Everything up to this point would already be condensed down into exactly, a Exactly, and we would have gotten into like the, the, the meat of where the story is going. And again, I know that it's different thing, TV is different today, it moves at a more leisurely place, and that has its good sides. But I think we're at the fifth episode, and 
we're literally no more into the mystery that much than we were before. I mean, it had to end that last, the fifth episode with literally Picard doing the, the guy going the, uh, the money's in the, uh, uh, and then he dies. That's literally what the, that scene with him and Maddox was. And the money's in the, uh, okay. So he's, he's that had to explain, like Picard's had to give an explanation of what's, what's happened to another character. Like, um, a young lady came to me and she died. Her and sister like, is on we the We saw planets. all this, John Luke. <laughs> we were there. Uh, that, that's a pacing issue. I think, however, there is a big issue here. Everyone br has brought up Measure of a Man here. Mm. All right. And to just go back again, the Measure of a Man episode is the episode with Bruce Maddock that introduces him as a scientist who's trying to recreate the process that created data. Mm. It's a whole thing. Well, what is the nature of data? Is he the property of Starfleet or not? And we have a magical Negro moment with Guinan, bringing it all together, baby, where she basically does this whole sly job of getting Picard to realize that what the issue at hand is, is not just about data. It's about mass producing datas as a submissive race to the Federation. Cut to Picard. And there's, you know, data is a huge part of it in the background, but we have this whole thing where it's like, oh, Picard is, and I get maybe it might go into the theme of the show where Picard is not happy where Starfleet is going. The thing is the creation of those proto data characters we see. The androids on Mars. Pro preceded the destruction of Romulus preceded, like those things were in production for, like they didn't come online that day. So it's like literally, even before <clears throat> Picard was not down with Starfleet because they abandoned the Romulans, we haven't seen that Picard ever said anything like, and by the way, creating that slave race of datas, which is exactly what I effing said not to do. Okay, but what, what, what I took from that was that they made robots who were semi-sentient. Is, is that even, that might even be worse. <laughs> Not data clones. Right, but that again, that's so like. So it's the gray area that I, I agree with the fact that they didn't really get into it. Right. Are they considered a life form? Right. Or are they just considered automatons? And if. And, and that's, and that, again, that's the question that they brought up in the episode with data of that he is sentient and he is his own being. And that and, that, and that's it, what was argued against Maddox of you can't recreate data. At least now not you, in, not now in you, a now mass you are, are truly creating artificial <laughs> sentient aware life. And that we are going to Whereas the androids them. on Mars were are dummies. Dummies. <laughs> automatons. They I are mean, automatons right. given basic rudimentary personal computer level intelligence mm -hmm. just so that they have the ability to follow orders. See that the problem is they don't go into that and it does and go, I, it raises that a, is that is one thing I will issue. agree on you on. That's right. That's the plot armor yeah, for, the, maybe, for that story maybe. right there was that they can't get into that yet because getting into that Would be the may the have screen. may have ramifications going forward. Right. It may not. It might just be a throwaway thing that they didn't really put that much thought well, this into. A, this, a, a jump off point from that argument, though, is also another thing. So 
And again, this, because, and I wouldn't be as nitpicky about this if the show wasn't as good as it was mining its own continuity. Because that is one of the greatest things about Picard. From the moment I started watching it, they would bring up something and I would go, yeah, but what about, and then the show was like, here's my continuity card. Yeah, I mean. I got you covered. You can't bring. And that's what I meant by legitimacy to everything that's right, come it's, before. It's like, they oh, really, Bruce you know, they, well, does anyone remember Bruce Maddox? We motherfucking do. But then, Bruce but Maddox. then we we did go, we did go. Wait a minute. Um, oh, so this had deals with the uh, data and daughters and stuff like that. This is didn't data build a daughter from season I, one? I was yeah. Well, right? that season one, it's much further in. Lol, is, whatever happened to her? Lol. You know, there's, on top yes. of that, there is there is no mention of lore at this point. Yeah, where's okay. what's because is Laura in a drawer somewhere? Descent one and two, Laura you know comes I mean? out, and I he's Laura was that was physically destroyed. I thought the body of Laura was physically he was destroyed. deactivated. He's deactivated. He, he was deactivated. Yeah, he gets like gut shot, and then he's like, I thought it was right. All right, I okay. Yeah, he's, right. he's, he's no, I, I thought I thought it was like totally and completely. Destroyed. He's in a closet somewhere. Right, I mean, Starfleet base. Maybe they're holding. <laughs> there. There's so, in other words, there's so many questions. There's like, so questions. and and here's another one that is a leapfrog off of the whole thing with Picard. All right, so he's like, we outlawed synths. We outlawed synthetic creatures. Now I'm going to go over to Starfleet Records here, and oh, well, here's the AI that runs the holograms, and it's like, hold on, wait a second. What is the real fundamental difference between... Even those you're saying that those those they're, they're robots confi- were kind of dummies. You no, know, I, I, I holographic. Right? Holog- they, they were, I got gotcha, you. That I they were dummies. That, that those were kind of dummies, right? That they weren't quite as advanced. So kind of like the AIs that run the computers for everything else. Kind of like a T800 compared to so, Skynet. So, but yeah, the question becomes though. <laughs> no, the question becomes then: Why is it okay for the AIs controlling these hard light holograms to still be around, but those data? Because they're confined in their quarter. They're, but, they're no, confined wait. Here's to the an issue. Here's the issue. Because as we know, Ed, as you pointed out, Star Trek is not a universe filled with suicidal AIs who... (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's ever gone wrong when we connected AIs to holograms. (coughs) (coughs) Exactly. This is the... There's this sort of like... like, I think we should... Suicidal uh, Robert Picardo is what you're describing. (laughs) Again, the doctor that we have artificially created pure, pure sentience. Okay. And we know that that can come about from these computer from systems, accidental parameters. That yeah, that which is a whole issue I always had with Picardo's character yeah. to begin with. Because no, it's I, like I agree, but it here it is. It's like, well, one day the synths went crazy and Mars exploded. Well, we shut down all looking, you know, creating mm-hmm. synths, which are basically just mobile AIs. But we're totally fine. Again, you go to Captain Rios's ship. And he has a ship that is literally all AI. And I it's, and I'm, I I'm, follow exactly what you're saying. Again, and but it not, really it, it it gets what what you're discussing here and what you're is she is she trying to talk? No, that's hearing you. That okay, that's me. Reverb. Okay, what I think you're getting into the minutia of the basic question of what is the nature of life. And I don't really know if the show is going there because all the things you just said. Are questions that are brought up in that point. Right. Is are the synths on Mars, are they life? Do you classify them as life? Are the AIs that assist in everyday life in the world of the Federation's future considered independent, self-aware, sentient life? I think that is a gray area that they don't want to get into because the ramifications of that discussion in the world of Star Trek in Picard's future are huge. Beyond right. huge, right? 
It alters the fundamental nature of the existence of the entire galaxy that they thrive and in. And I would agree But when you that take it, it would, when you focus right. in down, right? You have the character of you Data. You have to concentrate on the who story. Is, who is that. completely unique. Right. Who was designed as this? Except for they three had more of them. They had those discussions, right. but Lore was psychotic. Right. Lau was malfunctioned, imperfect. All right. Okay, so she had to be put down. So now, now you get into okay. He is because he is unique. He right. is self-sustaining, right. self-fulfilling, aware. I alters would, his right. alters his. All that is fine. I would agree will. with you, except for this one issue. Literally, this that is what they are having me as a longtime fan and the audience in general have to refer to because we are mining the continuity. We are literally Correct. bringing Bruce Maddox into the story Correct. where that question comes in. Correct. So then you have to then, for some fans I think that are out Correct. there are gonna go, wait a minute, I remember the Bruce Maddox, the questions that were brought up in Bruce Maddox. Then you're showing me a future where exactly what Picard and we haven't gotten into it. It would be another thing if they had at least said, if Picard had at one point in the show said, on top of the Romulus thing, he was always against the sense. I would be like, fine, okay. no issue. You've tied that up. But now it's like, wait a minute, Picard. So you're just, the Romulan thing, that was bad, but you know that they were creating a slave race like derived from your well, okay, friends. so what was he supposed to go go terrorist mode and blow up I'm the facts? No, 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 I'm saying things? that we don't. That it's that it's odd that that is being tied in, and it has to naturally be brought up. But then it's, we're not. But getting but into you're kind of forgetting that the there's something that happens before all of this. You, you've got you've got Doctor Soong who basically goes off to some like really bizarre one-off planet, and he creates. You know, he works on the you know data and all and Lorne and. And, and, and loads of others, actually, for, like, years. And he does it off-site and kind of secretive because it's already illegal to do that at the time. And so the the discovery of data, if you will, kind of proves to you that it can be done. And then the discovery of Lauren proves to you that it can be done, but you got to be careful. So they're, they've been... You know, toying with this sort of duality since 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 forever. Which brings up about a, a very larger arc to this, and you want to talk about plot armor, the Borg, right? Yeah, that is huge. This is very central to the story of Picard in five episodes. You mean it's, you mean the cyborg people, as my little one says? <laughs> the, cy <laughs> the cyborg people. I mean to rope in not just the Borg, but Seven of Nine, someone from a different series, and Hugh, and Hugh, you yeah. know, and. And uh, Echeb, everyone forget about Echeb, you know? Everyone did until <laughs> everyone he, did. Uh, everyone, suddenly the internet is full of Echeb fans he, <laughs> because he died in that first episode. It's like, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, you gave a shit you about Echeb before these this. kids Please. that lived on Voyager, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, so, I mean, and what is that? You want to, and again, the plot armor, what's the, what's that about? What is the whole point of bringing in the Borg or that, Okay, now that people are mining well, but it's a juxtaposition, parts. isn't it? It's about the Borg, which is essentially a race that exists, you know, independently, and you know, sentient beings that are being created by humans in order to serve them. So it's the juxtaposition, if you will, of everything that's cybernetic. But I'm yes. that's for you, Jeremy. And, and I, okay, okay, now okay, I, I'm gonna I gotta cut in here because I. I all of this, everything we're talking about right now, all these aspects of the show, all these aspects of past shows, past episodes, past interactions, past philosophical discussions of the nature of existence and what it means to actually live. 
and be classified as life. This Picard is now bringing them all together under one umbrella. The, the Borg, Data, all this stuff. And the difference now in Picard, as opposed to all these other ones, is that the artificial life that they're actually going to explore the question of is totally organic. Mm -hmm. There are no cyber parts to it. There are no robotic parts to it. The girls, the twins, are totally, completely organic. Synthetic. Synthetic organics. Mm -hmm. Synthetic, uh, as opposed to synthetic mm -hmm. robots. Right. Okay? So now, so now this is gonna be the discussion, and, I, and they're setting it up on Picard to, that's the discussion. Are they going to be considered different? Are they going to be considered alive because they are organic well, uh, as opposed to the Are they going to be considered their own race? Of Mars. Well, are they considered I, their own race? What this is, I, I, and I feel because they're pulling all these elements from these different shows, mm -hmm. these different eras, and they're mashing them all together, and now out of this potpourri, you're getting two organic and I'm glad twins you that, that up. are fake. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, from Final Con uh, First Contact, the Queen is the one who is trying to uh, trying to tempt Data and is admiring Data. Like, we want you to be a part of us. Because he is unique. He's unique. Um, and the Borg, I think their, their goal in their collective life is basically to become more perfect, whatever that means, to move away from the mechanic, the mechanical... Uh, technological stuff into something more organic, as you were saying. Well, but 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 what does she offer him? Because it's interesting you mentioned that she offers she, him. She skin. offers him a patch of skin, doesn't she? Yeah. In order to allow him to feel. So maybe perhaps where we're going with this, and which is quite clever, and I hadn't thought about it, but well done, is is this this mash of cyborg? I'm sorry, the Borg. <laughs> I got to get that out of my system. <laughs> the Borg, the mashup of the Borg with the synthetics, creating this sort of third option, which is organic synthetic and right and isn't, we also isn't, that, isn't that what the queen does to, to to data that's how she tempts him she gives him skin in order to allow him to feel what a human would feel mm -hmm. because data doesn't have the receptors in in their his fingers and his skin the way that the humans do it really played a real big part of there and that's in those scenes in in first contact and we might be getting into something you know even more because we're Introducing egg two two adversaries in classic Trek, tech, especially TNG, that didn't really have a lot of contact per se. We had the Romulans versus the the, the the Klingons, but the Romulans and the Borg, we never really had any kind of connection. Sort of, there were no yeah, shows not really they, that I remember. And here we have now, okay, some kind of offshoot of the Tal Shiar, who's definitely knee deep in whatever Picard's investigating. And there have been some rumors, and we'll get now we'll shift into where we would like to see maybe the, the next half of the season go, of like, well, this might delve into the whole why are the Romulans separate from the Vulcans? That's one of that's just a rumor I heard. Mm. Because there is this sort of like, well, why are the so this organization has been basically fighting a war against AI, it seems, for a long time. Ever. Right? So what is does that go all the way back to the where does yeah where does that where does that come from and that that concept is something that's been in 
science fiction. Yeah, you could go for to a, Dune. The for Origin a, of the yeah. Borg. Uh, not even what Dune. I mean, is... that goes back into the, the, so long, so well, far what back. What the hell is goes. the Origin of the Borg? Where did that? What, what was the the? Genesis Are we going to get that? into that? You know? Are we? Going well, that's to... and there's there's a lot of that that's going on, and maybe that maybe the Borg want the twins because they mm -hmm. are yeah, yeah. the fusion of artificial intelligence right. mm -hmm. with a fully organic body. Does that does that legitimize mm -hmm. computerized artificial intelligence right. as being its own life form? And I don't know whether like Michael Chabon is Matt is you know because he's the one who's kind of driving the creative um, uh, wing to this whole thing is and I and I brought this up yesterday. It's like so the Borg they have this and here we sit at Pancake Studios where it's been officially organized organized you know like the so there's been co color schemes is a big thing right <laughs> romulans have always had this green color this green upon black color scheme and so is a borg like and i don't know whether there's whether shaban's trying to make that connection that maybe there is is a sort of a genesis is is one a chicken and the egg the the romulans from the past um caused the origin of the borg um, are we going to get a crossover series with Discovery? Because right. they're Future bringing in time past. travel. Yeah, it's like like it's all purely purely speculation wise. I think it is kind of an interesting thing where you go like, well, well, the Romulans offshooted from the Vulcans. Who Vulcans were like, we're going for pure logic. Pure logic is often a thing when people think of machines, machine logic, and Robots. stuff like that. Is it a case where that was like, where I think would be interesting is this? Wouldn't it be interesting if this Tal Shiar offshoot is like. Guess what? Something like the Borg in every society that reaches a certain level is inevitable. Like, what if they're like, like, yeah, this is a thing that happens to a lot of star-like societies. The singularity. Yeah, something like that, and it's like, and it's not good. And it's like, it could even be like, yeah, you want to know why, the, why we left Vulcan? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sure the Vulcans have a great story about how we were just too warlike or whatever, and be like, no, it was because they were going down a really bad path, and we had to get out of there, or we stopped the Vulcans from I've, becoming. I'll be honest, I would love, I would love to see them do any of that mm. on the show, because it's because these concepts are something that have been that I've read in science fiction books since I was ten years old. Mm. All these concepts, all the, the concepts of, of of the singularity, Isaac Asimov, and all of Asimov, Asimov, the Foundation well, books, the iRobot, <laughs> Dan Simmons with the I mean, all these concepts are such highbrow science fiction concepts that you don't see anybody ever touch in any sort of popular visual medium because they are so highbrow. High they brow, are yeah. so you actually have to put thought into this. The closest you've ever gotten that I can think of off the top of my head is the Altered Carbon series mm -hmm. that actually poses questions that are really, really deep and highbrow. Season, season three coming up, by the way. Yeah, much more than and, and But even the show, to a point, even Battlestar, mm -hmm. the, 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 re, the reboot of Battlestar, and I, again, it comes back to Ron Moore. The but, questions but, and the so, nature of existence that he dealt with at a basic primal level on that show were so far beyond anything else that was... Available in a television or movies at, at that, that time, time yeah. are 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 mind blowing, mm -hmm. and and I don't think people actually realize the shit that he was actually dealing with and talking about at that time. You know, you're talking 15 years ago now, close to 20 years ago, are are amazing, and it, to see a property like Star Trek actually get Tackles into 
those guys, it, who that has the, the cultural it's the appeal. fundamental question of every single sci-fi thing that you've ever gone through right i i keep going back okay so i don't know how you guys feel about this i'm going to permit myself two seconds worth of tangents because we've already gone through star wars and you know altered carbon <laughs> do it let's talk about contact which is based on the book written by carl sandberg it was Sagan. part of the Sagan. original Sagan. program Sagan. that sent Sagan. out information into space to see whether there was life, including our DNA, music, blah, 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 so forth and so on, right? So Carl Sandberg in his Sagan. book Sagan. Contact, which... Sagan. Uh, sorry? Sagan. Uh, sorry, Sagan. Uh, which in his book, which is turned into a movie, the, the, the question that gets the main character on board to be the representative for humanity is the following. What would you ask this race of aliens? And she says, I would want to know how they survived the technological um, evolution and not destroyed themselves. Mm. That's what she says, basically, in front of the whole panel of people who are asking her, why should we choose you in order to be, you know, the representative for humanity to go into this, you know, spaceship and travel to another planet with which we've just made contact. And I think that, for me, remains the central question to everything that evolves, doesn't it? When you evolve, you get more technologically advanced. You have new uh, discoveries, new possibilities, new science. You know, you're growing every single day. Nanotechnology, which gets into the whole, you know, Borg situation or into the whole, you know, um, cyborg situation. And so the, the, the whole question is, and maybe, maybe this is what Picard was going to try and, and deal with, is how do you not kill yourself when you get so advanced that you are able to create life that is subservient, that you're able to create life that is going to invade you, that you're able, because I, I agree with you guys, the Romulans and the Borg, I think, are definitely connected somewhere. And I don't think that the Romulans left Vulcan because the Vulcans were killing themselves. I think the Romulans left Vulcan because they wanted to create artificial life mm -hmm. and the Vulcans didn't. And I think that's where the show is. That's my prediction. And maybe they the and show, maybe they learn their lesson. They go off and they create yeah. you know, this thing that is going to actually become the Borg. When they realize what it becomes, they send it off into the Delta Quadrant, and they think it's they're going to be done with it. The and established history has always been that that happened hmm. thousands of years ago. They always say the the Romulans it was a long time ago. So it could be a, a thing where it gets into that. It could be like, yes, we created artificial life. Now we can't kill it. Just and, send it away. Yeah, send it away. And by the way, we're going to stop every other person who is kind of doing this, we might even, for all we know, we could get into, you know, we, they've got Brent Spiner. You can always do like a holographic, like Dr. Sung yeah. explaining, it's like, yeah, you want to know why I was hiding out on these bumfuck planets yeah. doing high level science? It's because every other guy who uh, I used to work with got killed. And it yeah. goes to show that it's pretty smart, you know, that um, um, Shavon not pulling a lot of the good stuff. And again, not including some of the really bad stuff. We talk about all the time, DS9. I know you love DS9, Jeremy, but I'm sorry. Wormhole profits? Come on, man. Come on. All right? This he, is a he's universe. the DS9. I was now on DS9. What, okay, is he okay. the Quark of the show? Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh, I think they're going to... I read somewhere that that we're going to see Quark at some point, but I don't know. That's just a rumor. But again, this is a really... Um, actually, they said that there was a mention of Quark and that uh, casino planet they were on last ah, episode. Ah, okay, that okay, some, okay. It's somewhere in there. I haven't bothered, but someone says, yes, no, there's a at, reference At the to beginning Quark when there. they go looking on the on the planet, on whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, Free Cloud. Yeah, free Cloud. Free Cloud. Yeah. Free Cloud. Free Cloud. Free Cloud. 
Now, there's a Clerks um, bar in there. Yeah. Just to just to uh, wrap it all up, so like wrap I think up. we're all very very happy with the very show. Enthusi- very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic. Uh, I know, like it is. Like I said, I'm just like basking in like there are two Trek shows on and they're good. Again, I'm I have all when I Jeremy, please, 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 sir, you you must you must watch. <laughs> You must watch Discovery. You must watch Discovery because I need you. I, I need to see if you have, will go through the same thing that I did. Because I'm, I'm I've, I've, I started I've tried. it. I've tried. I gotta I get. I gotta get it. it. I want to see what the score is. Like, the, 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 the first I'm, half of Discovery is awesome. The second half with like the angel and all that stuff. I'm, oh, that's season two. I had a hard time. I had a hard time with that. Oh, and I'm going back to season one. Literally season one. I was kind of like. I'm on acid. Yeah, well, I'm on acid. None of this makes sense. I'm. I'm that's what not, makes it fun. But I'm not hating it. It was just like going like, theaters are all of these decisions are the weirdest, strangest, or dumbest ideas possible. And then by the middle of that, I was. He'll tell you, I was crying the last. Episode. Oh, I remember talking to you about it, and you're being crying. and you're being at first like I don't know, and then you like you'd watch them, and you're like, oh, this is great. Well, <laughs> like, here's, wow, like here, here's one thing I don't think we really touched is um, uh, there's a really huge concern, you know, especially as Pat Stu fans. Oh yeah, well, his, he's old. He's up there, right? I mean, uh, second season has already been pretty much um, uh, green greenlit. Well, Ed, Ed, how old is how old is Patrick Stewart? Very simple. Everyone go back and watch the first episode. He has a stunt double for walking upstairs. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's up there. He's old. So, but now, but now you get into the possibility that, with given the actual very nature of the show, dealing with you artif- mean he wasn't the actual light, actor that got blown away when 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 Taj explodes? It wasn't him. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, literally, just for no, forget explosions, forget anything. Walking action, upstairs. For, walking upstairs. That was not Patrick Stewart. <laughs> He's old. He's so again, there. like like season two, greenlit. Um, Whoopi Goldberg's already been asked. And like Patsu goes on the View and asks her to be on on second season, and she's like, "Yes, great." Season three, are we going to get that season four? We're not going to see. I doubt we're going to see <laughs> see a season six. You're already writing his epitaph. Well, you but, know? but but listen, I mean, in all uh, honesty, well. don't you think that maybe they. were Okay, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say maybe they were smart enough. To foresee that maybe he's not going to be able to do seven seasons of Picard. And so maybe... We're going to get Inner you know, Light Part 2. Here you go. And this one could be totally wrong. But maybe we get to, to meet what's going to be the next in, in the line of captains. See, that would be a reason to have the Enterprise. It's... If that... If the... It, if, the, again, if you're gonna Anna, if you're gonna if do it like that, that then it goes beyond. Yeah, just I mean, they would probably have to change the title a little yeah. bit because it won't be Picard anymore the, unless they're bringing them stage. Back, I, I left the I left the wormhole prophets to find this Picard. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and given the nature of the show and what it actually appears to be delving into, mm. the nature of existence and all that stuff, if the worst does happen and he is not able to. Do the show anymore mm. for whatever reason? Robo Picard. They could very easily not <laughs> no even Q-tis necessarily returns. Robo Picard. <laughs> DJI Picard. So, you know, Star Admiral Trek Lo-Cutis. Techno Babble. His consciousness. <laughs> right. 
into the it, become get, the ghost in the machine. Get get Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. You know you could <laughs> get Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? <laughs> Shoot me in the face right now. Exactly. He's just it's just. But super, that's but given super buff in his thirties. Yeah. Picard, oh, it's just, oh my god! Just beating the crap out of Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Throat punching. Romulan. Exactly. Get John, out of here, John. Man. John, could you do a Bane but like Bane Picard for us? Oh my God! That, that's gotta <laughs> take some get practice. Mike, Mike, you gotta Mike. get the mic. You gotta get the mic. He's gotta practice yeah. first because I don't it's know like, how to do uh, that on the fly. Oh, hello. <laughs> Make it so. Warp factor nine. That's good stuff. The photon <laughs> torpedoes. <laughs> Make it so, number one. Uh, uh, Make it so, number one. Before before wrap up. Okay, so. Uh, biggest thing you want to see in a, in the second season, Anna. Ula. Uh, honestly, I I'm I'm. You're blanking. I don't Brain know. Fart? Okay, Edward. Biggest thing you want to see in season, season two? Season two. Oh, the Enterprise. Okay, you want to see Enterprise? Okay. And Kling Klingons, like some of the like, um, basically what we what are is. On the outskirts of that, oh, we're this very story familiar, right now. We're familiar okay. with, right? Okay. So, Jeremy, Q. Oh, Q. And, and Q. Q. And Q. Q. Okay. I did say that actually. I, did I say don't Q. want to see any of that. I'll, just, I'll I'll go on record as saying that I don't really need to see the Enterprise. I don't need to see Q. I don't need Worf. I don't need any of them. I don't need them. What I want is I want to see them actually deal with some of the stories that we talked about in, in right now. Okay, that's uh, that's, that's I, I, I I think you've built the show around these highbrow concepts. Do it. That's right. that's, a, that's, you pay, that's a good pay point. it off. Right. Don't don't walk it back now and be like, eh, okay. we're just gonna do some All crazy right. action pieces on the on the board cube. Pay it off. Right. Do it. Mm -hmm. and make that, people think about these issues. The ramifications because they are too actually big just to end because in a season. This kind of crap is topical to our existence right, right now. Yeah. Because we are on the cusp of a lot of this crazy shit. Of what the of what so AI make is affect people things. think about it. Make this generation of fans and kids. And people who are going to decide our technology 20, 30, 40 years down the road, make them think about it now. Grapple with those issues. Okay. Okay. Uh, you haven't watched any of the show, right, John? He will. Okay. He that's will. Fine. Um, we'll be returning for, for the final part of this. I agree with, I, I do agree with Jeremy that these sort of issues that are inherent to the story that they're telling are almost too big. You can't wrap them up after 10 episodes. It's not like, well, you and can, you after can. 10 episodes, Picard's not going to go, and so I've solved the problem yeah. of artificial intelligence. Yeah, so and, the and girl is... And you wouldn't is... want him to, though, would you? Like <laughs> no. you, I, I think there's so many aspects to this story that you know you can easily get several seasons out of it and take your time, pace yeah. it correctly, get... get new. In, th there's something that we haven't talked about here, guys, but you know, it's supposed every single show Star Trek, every single movie, episode, season, whatever you want, has some sort of new life form that they introduce, right? Mm. What's the new life form for Picard? Maybe that's the thing that I want to see. Yes. Okay. Well, we have yes. you know, How does that tie into the <laughs> ideas that, that Jeremy and you guys have been discussing? And, you know, and I agree with that. You know, you got to treat the issues at hand, the technology at hand. Perhaps we find... Perhaps we find a, a people who who have the the wisdom to live harmoniously with their surroundings, you know, not have subservient uh, robots, you know, basically doing awful things for them. I mean, maybe maybe there is that race. Maybe one of the new races that the Starfleet will discover will have some some good answers or some good directions. I mean, in any case, you need. I think you're going to need one of those new people showing up 
well, races, it's, it's new not like discoveries a, it's not like the Federation makes Star Trek what, unfamiliar what with like a fourth parties coming in out of nowhere and just like, hey guys, <laughs> thought I'd catch you up here. Uh, yep. We're the real gods of this universe or whatever. Or no, it's going to be the Build Matrix. this thing, That's you know, wormhole that drops into the Japanese sea. <laughs> now see, I, here's, here's just my pure fan fiction. Because I like that this season is basically saying, okay, let's mine our continuity and let's do something cool with it, move the story forward. I think that there are a number of threads from TNG across the, let's forget it, the TNG era of Trek. There are some threads that if you could tie them all together in like a second season, oh like my what? God. So I, I've got, here's what I would love to see. I wanna see Q. I want to see Crusher and not his mom. Oh my God. I want to see Crusher. Give some redemption the, to her character. I want to see, sake. I want to see the traveler and I want to see Ben Sisko because you could tie all four of those things together. Even though it's in the more wavy, gravy, timey, wimey sort of end of Trek. Cause you've got Q, we have no <coughs> idea what the Traveler is or what he is. I don't want to see any of those. He, he doesn't want to see any of that. Except for the Traveler. That oh, one? Come on. I'll get behind man. the Traveler. Because again, really? the what? Doctor Who of that universe. Know. Because you know nothing. We don't know what nothing. We don't know his time with with Will Wheaton's character. Q, we don't know Q, why. Q, they was, split Q off. did enough. Q did enough. You're you're there. All right. You're the Beyonder for uh, Star Trek. Okay. Uh, that's exact. No, no, nice no. work. I don't no, I don't no, need no. you anymore. No, do you know what? Do you know what why? Because in my head canon, what I've set up is. The travelers are the one race that the Q are like, we have no idea about this. The travelers are the one that literally come into Q's like, yeah, we're pretty much gods here. They're, they're the Gallifreyans of this uni of that universe. These <laughs> That's what they are. Pop out. We we should know them. Yeah. We but, don't. Yeah. And you know what? You they're never going to talk about the traveler because it's going to make them think about the Gypsies and the Rom and all the other things. The wormhole prophets. But again, you get you get you're getting you get more highbrow and stuff. And <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What do you what, what you say? I said they're never going to put the traveler back on because it's going to bring back memories of Gypsies and and <laughs> Rom and all of these other you know roaming <laughs> immigration people issues things I, that. I think yeah, that you go no. <laughs> the, the more you stay gonna, away from time travel, it's not going to go the way you want it to. Look, look Anna. The more look, you stay away from time the, travel, the better. Look, the Borg, the Borg are destroyers. They're rapists. They're not sending us their best people. <laughs> isn't, 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 isn't rape a rather individual what? thing? I mean, exactly. I don't really we see are the Borg. Yeah, that's why it's so bad. I mean, that's they're not, why it's so bad. The Borg aren't space white. We are the Borg. You know what I mean? I dropped some I'm, soap. I mean, there's, <laughs> I'm just saying hey, that's why it's so bad. They don't, you don't, you they don't, don't want the They don't bathe. What happened, what, what happened between you and the Borg? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for being here for this episode. Picard is always going to be a character that is always going to resonate. And, of course, his return was had to be something we had to talk about that everyone is talking about. We will have a part two We to have this. to have a part two because we are only at the halfway I didn't point. even bring up the announcement of the High Republic era. <laughs> See, no, no. I didn't even. I didn't even bring it up. And no, nor were you. you we didn't ask. Thanks you. for not bringing it up. I, I, you're, you're, it up. you're welcome. You're welcome. Use the forest, Harry says Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> as always, thank you to Pancake Studios. Thank you to Jeremy Martin for dropping in on My us pleasure. today here. Uh, it's any chance to get out of the house? <laughs> I, no, I, out of work. Out of, out of work? work. Out of work. Shh. 
Obviously, whatever. We're this such takes a, work place. Is, work is stupid. No, no. This, this wait, takes place. <laughs> obviously, Jeremy, we are such a widely heard show <laughs> that I don't want you to possibly reveal that you your boss somehow seen. says, "Hey, hey, Jeremy, have you checked out this uh, this podcast?" <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, "Hi." To be continued, the Fanboy Podcast. And as always, uh, while our, I'm wearing the T-shirt, our international correspondent from Anisi, France. Uh, uh, the woman who, yeah, she brings the feminine energy here and the feminine perspective. <laughs> ah, which Admiral, is absolutely what we need. Admiral Janeway. <laughs> it is a yeah. She is the Janeway of the show. I'm thank, the Janeway of the show. Thank you very much, and uh, until next time. End program. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now on YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time.